Hey there, it's Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, a podcast geared towards the things you may be misunderstanding about the difficult relationships in your life. I did not understand it when I was in it, but I definitely understand it now, and I want to share that understanding with you so that you too can find the courage you didn't know you had to make the changes you didn't think you could make. So we compartmentalize to survive in certain environments in our life. And I realized that uh, kind of towards the end of a unhealthy relationship that I was in, I started noticing I was a different person depending on who I was around or which type of situation when I, which type of situation I was in. And we do this because we feel safer. We feel like we are a little bit more in control if we can adapt to the person that we think fits better in that environment. So if you know that you do this, stick around for this next episode, because I'm going to talk about the different types of masks that we wear or the different types of personalities that we develop because of the feeling of having to be something to be accepted into certain situations. So welcome back. Thank you for being here. Um, Fall is just ticking right along. Um, Seeing lots of Christmas stuff go up. I don't know how I feel about that, but thankful to be here. Grateful to be here before the week before Thanksgiving. And, you know, I'm learning a lot about myself this year and I'm learning that it was very easy for me to keep myself distracted in my healing process. I thought I wasn't keeping myself distracted, but as more and more things play out and you guys will know this, you will notice it. You, once you remove yourself from an unhealthy situation, we want to think everything's going to go back to normal or everything's going to be calm and everything's going to be nice. And it just, it, it doesn't always work out that way, depending on the length of the relationship that you were in. And a lot of the things that I'm speaking to over the next couple months are the things that I've really had to dig into uh, for myself, which means I know you're going to have to dig in them too. So uh, the mask, the masks that we wear, okay, why would we change who we are in different environments? Okay, think about your life. You have your work environment, you have your social environment, you have the environment when, when you're with your kids. You have the environment with you with your spouse or when you're in that relationship. If you're out of that relationship, you now have the environment with the kids without the spouse and yourself without the kids. Okay, there's different friend situations. There's different, you know, committees, groups, coworker stuff. There's all these different types of environments that you step into throughout, you know, your day. So why would we have different personalities or why would we change the way we present ourselves in these different rooms during our day? Well, I'm sure there's a lot of different reasons, but I kind of think to gain acceptance, you know, to be approved of, to avoid conflict. That is a huge one in the toxic relationship. To lessen fear, to gain love, you know, to make others happy. Um, I myself, I like taking care of people. I said yesterday to a client, I'm like, we're the ones that are running brownies down the street at 3.30 in the morning because, you know, their cat got hit by the neighbor's kid who was on a bike. 
like, because it makes me feel good to take care of people. So depending on the dynamic of the environment, I found myself towards the end of that relationship and through a lot of up and downs in my healing, I would slip in and out of this type of behavior. Uh, we wear masks because it feels safer to us than revealing our true selves. Our true selves are vulnerable because if you've been in a toxic situation, we were told that our true selves weren't good enough. We're embarrassing. You know, we're immature. We're too sensitive. We're overreacting. So we put different characters on because it feels safer. Otherwise we feel too vulnerable. And I'll tell you one of the reasons I, I did this is because I felt misunderstood. You try to explain your situation and what do you get? Well, if it's so bad, why don't you leave? Well, this is the first time we've heard of it. So are you sure? And you know what? They're such a great person. I can't believe the things that you're saying are true. So when you start feeling misunderstood and you start feeling alone to deal with the situation, you give up on hoping that you're going to have the support. So out comes your box of masks and you can change characters where you need to. Uh, there are several types of masks. There are several costumes. There are several characters, however you want to call it. Masks kind of creep me out a little bit, so I don't love the word masks, but um, we can wear a lot of different, different types of masks and we can wear them at different times and we can wear them when different people are around and we can wear them in different situations. 150% truth. I am not pointing fingers at anybody because as you guys know, I am just like you. Everything you're going through, all of the fears, the what ifs, the self-doubt, the how do I do this? Would somebody just tell me what to do? Should I stay? Should I go? What are people going to think of me? I've done all that. I have done 100% of all that. So when I'm talking about the masks, don't think I'm pointing fingers at anybody who might be changing their character as they switch from different environment to different environment throughout the day. I myself have perfected the art of mask wearing. You know, when I was in my former marriage, I don't think there was anyone really in that life that saw the real Heidi. And it kind of makes me a little bit sad because when I think about the person I portrayed, she was very shallow, not shallow in being mean to people, but she was very on the surface superficial. I learned to not let people get to know me very well because that kept me feeling safer. But I'm going to go through the different kind of masks or the different characters or the different costumes we wear. And I used to wear them. And when I'm not having a bad, when I'm not having a good week, I'll notice that some of these characters or these costumes come out of the closet. So I want you to check in with yourself. See if you find that you are wearing the same masks that I did and that I still continuously sometimes do. Um, who is it that you're wearing the masks around? What character are you when you're with certain people? Uh, what do you think your reason for changing into that character is? So I think I think I have like eight or nine different masks. I'm going to go through them. And again, the if you're like me, you'll read through them and you'll go, oh my gosh, I do every single one of these. But I also know that I spent 14 years trying to adapt and make people happy. And when I realized it wasn't working, fine. I'm going to pretend and I'm going to be whoever they need to be when I'm with them because then I'll get approval. So the first mask that, that I'm going to talk about is, is the blaming mask or the blaming character. 
the person behind the blaming character does not accept blame. Okay, that's opposite of what I normally say. You don't accept blame to protect your self-esteem. Instead, you blame things in your outside world for your own problems and failures as a way to protect your self-esteem. Now, one of the things we know about blame is your toxic personality does not take the blame. So when you've been in a toxic environment, you know that you have taken the blame on a thousand things that you should never have taken the blame for. But when I had to look deeply into myself, I used the character or the mask of blame to protect my self-esteem or to protect what people thought of me. Because I would put on different masks and if I would react a certain way or people would question something, I wouldn't tell them the truth. I wouldn't say I was in an abuse, abusive relationship. I wouldn't say anything about emotional abuse because people don't understand it. How was I supposed to explain that I ran away and moved four hours away from my kids? Okay, so in that, in that type of situation, I was blaming other things. I was blaming my former relationship. I was blaming the fact that I was tired of fighting. Um, to this day, if I have a, I'm gonna say episode or a post-traumatic stress type anxiety thing, you guys all know how it is. You start into it, you can't breathe, and you know it takes you two hours to three days to get over it. I know that me getting over those type of things is my responsibility, but what do I do? I just blame my former life because it's too embarrassing for me to admit that I need to mentally get over this and mentally put my energy into work on it because it's so much easier to just go, I am the way I am because that's what happened. So there is occasion that I will, I will put the blaming mask on. And when I realize it and when I look back, it's usually because I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm sick of dealing with this. And if I can blame something else, then I don't have to sit down and write in my journal and I don't have to sit down and go through the strategy work and I don't have to go meditate. I'm just going to blame that. So I don't have to, I don't have to do the work. Uh, the second one is the bully mask. You know, if you feel self-doubt, you, you've been abused, you may turn to bullying as a way to keep people away from you. This may take on the form of acting out physically, uh, making fun of others, um, expecting people to overcompensate. You know, um, I spent years being taken advantage of, not having a voice. So you better believe that once I was out, no one was ever going to take advantage of me or quiet my voice again. And I actually, you guys, you guys remember Connie. She has actually been on the podcast, I think three times. She talks about co-parenting quite a bit, but she was over yesterday and we were just talking about this. She says, I literally am eating people's heads off. And I know exactly where she is in her healing journey. And I said, well, You've been walked on and had no voice and couldn't stand up for yourself for such a long time that we go from zero to a hundred and we handle situations very poorly with way too much anger because nobody's ever going to take advantage of us again. So if you're getting walked on in a relationship, we tend to walk on others outside of that relationship to balance it out. And it's not becoming and it's not effective. And so, you know, I had to learn to settle myself somewhere in the middle of those two. Because just like Connie's kind of going through it now, and she said, I just feel like I just go, I just go to angry and make sure that people know that I'm not going to put up with this. And I remember being there. 
um, it was it was definitely the bully thing. It's not you poking fun at people like an actual bully. You in your head think you're standing up for yourself and really you're a little bit over the top of where you normally would be. And you will know this because after it happens, you'll be humiliated thinking, oh my gosh, I should not have handled it that way. The humor mask. I know people that, that wear this mask very often. I probably wear this mask occasionally. Um, the character that uses humor is the people who are always super funny in a group. We all have those people, you know, and we love them because you've got to have the funny party people. But some people use humor to prevent getting laughed at by others or to hide their feelings of sadness. They just override it with telling a joke or override it laughing or acting like they're super, super, um, you know, happy. If, if they can, you know, make a joke about themselves, no one can laugh at you if you're already laughing at yourself. So, so, you know, something comes up and you start degrading yourself and others, it, you start degrading yourself in front of others. And, you know, you, you kind of say it like it's funny, you know, you poke fun of your own flaws because that way nobody else has a chance to, if you're doing it yourself. You know, others won't know how you really feel if you hide your pain inside of humor. You know, we know it's it's good to laugh. In fact, I think that laughter, laughter is the best medicine. We've, we've seen that forever. My husband and I 100% would agree. And I do know, I'm sure I've done it, but I do know several people that I can think of that do use the humor character or the humor mask so that others don't have a chance to criticize them because they've already criticized themselves first. Uh, the calm character or the calm mask. Some people wear the calm mask in nearly every situation. Um, newsflash, Dr. Heidi does not wear the calm mask in every situation. I do wear it sometimes, but um, Dr. Heidi is not the most, not the calmest person on the planet, but what, what you do when you wear the calm mask is you shove down or you, you know, you cover up your real emotional responses to show a calm composure, the, the very, you know, fifties housewife type. I got everything under control. I accept my position. I love my life. Meanwhile, in your head, there's 8,000 things going on. But when this happens, the emotions have no place to go. When you pretend that you're calm all the time and you portray the fact that you're calm all, all the time, the person wearing the calm character is eventually going to explode. That's why I know Dr. Heidi cannot use the calm character very often because <laughs> this is me in a nutshell. I'll remain calm through 27 things and I'll smile and nod and pretend I got over it. But on the 28th thing, I will lose my ever loving mind. It causes us to make the big things small and the small things big because the first 27 things might be pretty big, but then all of a sudden you stub your toe and you go off the rails and all anybody else sees is that you stub your toe and you are out of your mind. So to them, it doesn't make any sense, but they haven't seen the 27 things that you've shoved down because you remained calm through those. And it's very confusing to those who are close to you, if you're one that wears the calm character, uses the calm character or wears the calm mask. Um, I have, and my husband has learned that when I have a feeling about something, I need to say it. I need to get it out. I need to deal with it because otherwise I'm calm until I'm not. And, um, 
you know, he learned that the 27 stuff down, 28 blow up thing was not that fun for anybody. Uh, the perfection mask. If you are being the perfect character or you're wearing the perfection mask, toxic relationships in general force you to think you have to be perfect. You know that treadmill of unrealistic expectations that I talked about on one of the podcast episodes? You're trying to be approved by someone who has zero intention of ever giving you approval. But we strive to be perfect and do everything perfect and say everything perfect and be everything perfect in hopes that they will approve us as perfect. So if you're wearing the mask of perfection, you, you're striving for acceptance. Anybody that's using this mask might want some recognition or praise for doing things perfectly or acceptance because you finally made it. The problem with the perfection character, the perfection mask is we rely so heavily on being perfect that when we're not perfect, it's embarrassing or we feel like a failure or we feel like we make a mistake. You know, the need for being perfect all the time. Do you know how anxious that is? How anxious that makes you when you feel like you have to be perfect all the time? We all know there's no such thing as perfect, yet we continually try to sustain perfection in every area of our life. And then we're completely devastated when we don't hold up to the perfection. Or we think we did something well and someone doesn't approve. We might be proud of ourselves until we hear something negative and then we see ourselves as complete failure. You know, I like the thought of perfection. You know, I, I but I've always, you know, the reality is it's, it's just not going to happen. You know, the stress I was putting on myself trying to be perfect is just not worth it. You know, those around me did not see the imperfections that I saw that I was trying to fix, but I knew I had to strive for that to avoid criticism like I had to in the past. I'm never going to be perfect. Nobody around me is ever going to be perfect. I'm never going to record this podcast perfect. And if you guys want a perfectly recorded podcast, I'm sure there's some out there. But I could either not do them because I can't do them perfect, or I can do them and not worry about them being perfect. That's how I've kind of adopted my life now. But that wasn't me 10 years ago. I couldn't go to bed if there's dishes on the kitchen counter. I spent about two months allowing dishes to sit on the kitchen counter at night. Not two months worth of dishes, guys. It was if, if during the night dishes had accumulated on the counter. Not two weeks of dishes on the counter. But for two weeks, I made myself go to bed, even if there was a coffee cup on the counter or, you know, somebody had a night snack and there was an ice cream bowl on the counter. I made myself go to bed. And when I got up in the morning, ah, I could, I could then take care of that. I had to, I had to put things like that into place to make myself realize you don't have to be perfect. Not everything has to be done because I had to start taking some of the pressure of perfection off of myself. Uh, the mean to yourself mask or the being mean to yourself character. We, we talk down to ourselves. Whether you imply it as a joke um, or serious is a defense mechanism. It's meant to shield you from being hurt or made fun of. Saying unkind things to yourself about your body or about your work or about your ability. It's, it's kind of developed through a low view or a low value of yourself. And you know that's exactly what toxic relationships attempt is to do. If I can make you feel bad, I feel better. 
but the more we hear it, the more we believe it. You know, if, if you say it before someone else does, you don't have to feel the rejection. So if I say, yeah, I've gained a little weight before, before I see all the girlfriends for lunch, then maybe nobody else will say, oh, you look like you've gained some weight, right? So I throw it out there. Uh, this is something that I put in my fanny pack and I carried it with me into my new life. You know, I didn't realize I was doing it, but other people did. And, um, and I have found that this is something that is difficult for me to completely end. I started believing that I wasn't valuable, I wasn't lovable, and I was hard to be around and I was ruining people's life. And when we say it to ourselves, it only reinforces it and takes us that much longer to get over it. That I bet if, if any of you ask my husband, what is the, what is the one pet peeve that he has with me? And it is, I am, I talk badly about myself and I assume that I'm not good enough. Wouldn't it be an awesome superpower to be able to see ourselves the way others, but, but the way the ones who loves us, love us do. I think we'd be surprised just how, how valuable, lovable and fun we actually are. Um, the controlling mask, I have done this. And when somebody called me controlling, I just about had a heart attack. When you, when you've left this controlling relationship and you move into what you think is healthy and someone in your new life says you're controlling, I remember going, Oh, that's what I teach. There's no way I'm controlling. And then when I sat back and looked 100%, I was being controlling the, the controlling character strives for a different type of perfection. Um, if you use this mask, you're going to try to be in control of everything around you. So you don't have a sense of insecurity and what the controlling mask or the controlling character does is we plan every detail of the trip for two months, right? You're, you've got lists, you've got bags, you've got piles, you've got boxes, you've got baskets of everything that's divided so that when this trip happens, everything's perfect. Um, holidays, we plan it all. We want to be, we want to feel like we're in control of those things. And we, we kind of subconsciously demand that the plans go the way that we've got them listed down on the checkbox. And we keep things very neat and we keep things organized and we keep our workspace good. And we demand that, that others act or behave in a certain way because that makes us feel safer. I have done this and I've caught myself. I was getting so tired of dealing with the long-term effects of emotional abuse. I'm tired of it. You guys are tired of it. I wanted somebody to help me take it. And so in that, I was expecting other people to tiptoe around the things that trigger me. So now the people in my life are going, don't say that, it'll trigger mom. Don't do this, you know, we don't want her upset. That is me trying to control the way other people are acting and that is not fair. So I 100% during different times in my life was wearing the controlling mask because I don't want to do the work to deal with my triggers. It's been 15 years. So if you could just watch what you say, I won't be triggered and then I don't have to deal with it. Do you guys see what I'm saying? It is not their responsibility. Yes, they are definitely, the people that love me are definitely cognizant of the fact that I have triggers and they're very, very um, accepting of what I have been through. 
but they shouldn't have to walk on eggshells and worry about the words that are coming out of, out of their mouth. It's my job to find a strategy to deal with those, correct? Um, but it was an eye opener when I realized that I was being controlling in a certain way. I was controlling so that I felt safer. The all things to all people character or the all things to all people mask. If you wear this mask, your self-esteem and your confidence is measured by the acceptance of others. You may often go out of your way to make sure other people around you are very, very happy. You make sure everybody in your world is okay today. And making other people happy gives you a sense of self-worth. There's certain personalities. I went into healthcare because I wanted to take care of people. It gave me a sense of making a difference. You'll find yourself at the bottom of the priority list if you have chosen to wear this mask. Now, the problem is, is other people become used to you being all things to all people. They're used to you bending over backwards. They're used to you sacrificing your time. So when you change that, you might have negative reactions from people that are used to you being like this. And then you're going to feel guilty that you've upset the people that they're not approving. And you'll do double time on the all things for all people mask. Instead, try to be all things to yourself and only some things to others. The follow the leader mask, this is the last one. If you wear the follow the leader mask, you're gonna seek out and you're gonna follow what everyone else is doing. You want acceptance. You wanna fit in, so let's just follow the crowd. This character keeps you from having your own identity. We're scared to have our own identity because sometimes we don't know what we want. We don't know what makes us happy and we don't know a strategy to figure it out. So we just follow the person in front of us. And I can absolutely say that in my younger years, I wore this mask. Feeling like I didn't fit in, like in junior high and stuff, I found me changing myself to fit into different groups. And it, this, would, this shows up in unhealthy relationships. I would conform to avoid conflict or keep the peace. If you are a mask wearer, there is a reason. You've learned to protect yourself by changing these masks or changing these characters in the environments when it's necessary for you to feel safe or for you to feel accepted. But if you think about it, we talk about love bombing and you hear that love bombing part, that's, that's that person, that's the toxic personality wearing a mask. But masks are just that, they're masks. Characters are just that, they're not real, they're characters. They cover the real perfect person that is underneath them. So when I went through these, did you find yourself thinking, oh my gosh, I do that. I do find myself wearing these masks from time to time. And when things get tough for me, I get the whole box of masks off the shelf. You know, I've, I've learned though, rather than to wear a mask because I don't feel safe, try to put myself in places that I do feel safe. You know, I've worked on my recovery. I've worked on my independence. I've worked on my identity for years. And I can honestly say that my, my mask wearing and my character changing and my compartmentalizing has gotten less and less. And it's a good thing too, because I wore those masks so much, they're starting, they're kind of starting to wear out. So go back through the different masks that I mentioned. And if, if you find that you have been wearing masks, ask yourself, which ones you are wearing, ask yourself who you are around or what the environment is when you wear each mask. And what do you think the reason is for putting that particular mask 
in that particular environment. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Um, I love doing this podcast. I love hearing from you. And I love being able to possibly make a difference in your life today by, by doing the It's Not Normal, It's Toxic podcast. If you'd like to know more about my mission or my services, go to coachingwithdrheidi.com. As you know, I do have the community. I do. I work with people privately, but I do have the community, which, which meets four times a month live. And we can discuss different things and, and you can get to know Dr. Heidi and my story and I can get to know your situation a lot better. Um, if you know someone who you believe could benefit from this information, please share the podcast. You know, the easiest I tell everybody that asks, I have a friend that needs you. How do we get them in touch with you? Well, we all know we don't take shoving you're in a bad relationship down our throat very well because we want to make sure that we're not doubting ourselves and that we give the other person the benefit of the doubt. So the easiest way to get information to somebody who is who is questioning their relationship is just give them the podcast link. Then they can listen to a few of these episodes and they can decide themselves if indeed they think they need to do a little more research on the health of their relationship. Now, until next time, from the, from the mouth of my father, you will never find inner peace until you accept people for who they are, not who you want them to be.